0: Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even
1: imagine. This is John Hennigan, and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we have Bob Summerow on the Hi line guys. with this, it's going to be hanging around for a little while and helping out. Uh, but fortunately, oh, we have a very, very interesting guy that we're going to spend a few minutes with. And his name is Bob Summerow, a staff writer for Western Outdoor News, avid angler, and he's got I've been
2: some, doing this for 16 years now.
1: Res- wow, are you that old? Yeah, huh? yeah.
2: I but, just realized I'm that old.
1: And all over, just a good guy. So, Bob, <laughs> thanks for joining us today.
2: Oh, my pleasure! I'm glad to be here. In fact, I always enjoy getting on the show and being able to just talk about what we both love more than anything else, and yeah. that's our fishing days.
1: You know what? Before we get started, I'm going to talk about something I don't love, and Uh-oh. I'd, I'd appreciate some feedback from our audience. I've been with Verizon for I don't know 15 years, probably gave them twenty, thirty thousand dollars. And I, I'm 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 fed up. The, my cell phone I've had it for about three years. The one I have is number five because they have had to replace it four times. But they wouldn't give me anything else, oh. and it's junk. They won't stand behind it. They said, talk to Motorola. Motorola says we didn't sell it to you. It's your problem. So mm-hmm. anyway, after paying wow. all the it, you know ten dollars a month for the insurance and this and that, it's anyway. If anybody out there. Well, Go ahead.
2: Have you thought about have you thought about upgrading from a flip phone? Getting one of the new You know Smart what? Phones? I
1: wish I had my flip phone back. <laughs> Man, those, talk about phone you know, you you pick up your phone and it's got all this junk on the screen and you have to swipe stuff around just so you can answer it. And then they keep throwing all this stuff at you. I like flip phones. You when it rings you open it and you're on and you're done, you close it and you're done. But uh anyway, I guess I've I was born too soon. But anyway,
2: yeah, that might have been the case. Today, you know, the thing is, I've been I've been a T-Mobile guy for 20 years.
1: Well, I think I'm I've about been to join. You. Happy. Yeah, I'll talk to you about that. I think I'm about to join you. Anyway, if anybody else, yeah. Verizon, I've been with them because they have great coverage. But if mm-hmm. anybody out there, you know, would like to say something to me, I'd appreciate it, and I'll make it worth your while, as I'm just uh, want to see if anybody else has the same thoughts I do about their customer mm-hmm. service. But anyway, we're going to have to go pretty quick. But yeah, I think you i you going to have to talk about T-Mobile. Uh, oh, but yeah. we have some great stuff coming up. Um, we're supposed to have Ernie Gilley from Mammothon in the first segment, but I don't know. So we'll be right back with you.
7: Catch them shallow, I can catch them deep Muddy water rolls the back of a creek Wind and rain and me, it's all the same I make a living playing this game And I thank the Lord above every time I can I get to be a fisherman. I can catch them deep Muddy water or the back of the creek Wind and rain and me It's all the same I make a living playing this game And I thank the Lord above every time I can I get to be a fishing man
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio
1: and we have Bob Summerow on the line with this, it's going to be hanging around for a little while and helping out. And actually, I'm glad he did because uh, you know our first guest is a no-show. So, but fortunately, so we hopeless. have a very, very interesting guy that we're going to spend a few minutes with. And his name is Bob Summerow, a staff writer for Western Outdoor News. And he's I've got. I've been
2: some, doing this for 16 years now.
1: Every res- wow, are you that old? Oh, yeah. Huh? yeah.
2: I just realized I'm that old.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, Western (laughs) Outdoor News has been around a lot longer than that. When did, how long have they been around?
2: Since
8: 1952.
1: Oh, smokes. That's, uh... Same as me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that is, uh... That sounds about right. But, uh... Uh, you know, for a publishing business, you know the way things are these days, you know just oh, staying yeah. in business is tough. But you know they they you want to give a plug for Western Outdoor News a little bit about you know people that well. Might.
2: Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Western Outdoor News. Anybody can get it through through a subscription and get a good handle on what's happening throughout the West, not just Southern California, but throughout the West, both for hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. And our coverage is are are second to none. I mean, there's nothing online that can compare as far as the broad scope of coverage that the paper has. Mm -hmm. And then with our wonews.com website, W-O-N-E-W-S.com website, you can actually take that subscription and look at it digitally as well. Mm -hmm. So you get get the hard copy paper and you get the digital for free. So it's it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's like a Kindle. You can read it on the airplane or whatever you want.
2: Absolutely, and you also get it earlier. You get it on Wednesday night instead of waiting till Friday.
1: Oh, okay. No, and
2: uh, the other thing too is we have these charters that I mentioned before. the The charters are pretty awesome. We have one next week on El Dorado, going out of uh, Long Beach, and we're going out fishing for rockfish. We're probably going to go to Santa Barbara Island or San Nicholas Island in the Channel Islands mm-hmm. and fish for. Uh, white sea bass, yellowtail, and rockfish. Mm-hmm. So it should be quite exciting and a lot of fun.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that sounds, and, uh, that sounds great. But you'd mentioned something about uh, there's some there's some pelagics that uh, we have, might have the opportunity coming up.
8: Well, the, the
2: bluefin are coming over the border right now. They're coming up through the channel and coming up along the coast. But they, they're keeping their heads down, and they're not biting quite yet. As the water warms up uh, here through the month of June, and somewhere around July fourth or fifth, they'll probably start going off like firecrackers. That
1: sounds good. Let's do that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. we'll get you on one of those trips yeah, too. But speaking... you know, I've got the shootout coming up uh, on July fifth, which is Channel Islands shootout. We put four boats out of Ventura Sport Fishing and going out to the Channel Islands with about a hundred guys. And uh, we have a competition, and there's money on the line, and there's lots of prizes, and of course the coveted uh, plaque uh, for the hot shooter, hot uh, stick on the tournament. So it's pretty fun.
1: Uh, You know what? That sounds like a that that, I might be able to make that. Yeah. If there's room, if there's room, but uh, uh, well,
2: I think it's a Thursday.
1: Oh. Uh, well, we can't
2: both fish on a Thursday.
1: No, I guess somebody has to do the show, don't they? <laughs> uh, well, darn. Uh, well, anyway, I just let people know, we record on Thursdays, uh, and then it yeah. goes out to all the different uh, segments and the markets you know, throughout the week. So you never know where and when. But the best thing to do, as a matter of fact, our website, Fish Hunt Talk Radio, or if you can't remember that, just put Fish Talk Radio. And right on the front page is uh, the current or previous show. And that's really the best way to do it. Um, Bob, um, we have, it's a two-hour program, but not everybody right. carries a second hour. So where you are and where you listen to wow. it, we've got some great stuff in the second hour. So that what I would suggest is you go to Fish Hunt Talk Radio or Fish Talk Radio and uh, just pull it up and it just says play and you play it. And it's uh, it's really, really get some good stuff and you get the whole show. So, yeah,
2: I, in fact, I, that's how I listen to it. I do it every week and it make, keeps me up to date on what you're doing. out oh, there.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, no, it's, it's, uh, it, it's up right after we do it. So sometimes it might be a week before everybody gets a chance to listen to it because we're on more than 40 broadcast stations and they play it whenever they want to play it. Oh, Bob, did I tell you? Um, Starting in August, I believe that we're going to be the only fishing and hunting uh, radio show on Sirius XM.
2: Oh my gosh! How cool is that?
1: Well, I don't. What do they have? Twenty million or two hundred million subscribers? But uh, yeah, what, that's you really know. Cool. Do you
2: know how you find that on Sirius XM?
1: Well, you go to Sirius XM, I guess. <laughs> I don't. I don't have it in my <laughs> car, and I think you have to have a number to, to log in to get. But we'll keep you updated and let you guys know what. China yeah, I'd on. like to
2: find out because I do have Sirius yeah, XM. In fact, a lot of people have it on their boats.
1: So. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes good
2: sense. Hey John, yes, well, sir? While we're filling some time here, be, I want to mention. A couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've got just a minute or two, I'll give you a minute. All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, we went, uh, Western Outdoor News had a charter to a frontier lodge and charters at Sitka, Alaska
9: oh, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah.
2: And we fished quite a bit on their boats, went out offshore, caught our limits of uh, halibut, lingcod, salmon, rockfish. Actually, the salmon hadn't come in yet, so we, uh-huh. we were standing around waiting for them, but. It was a great trip, but we had a tragic incident. Uh, I had gone out fly fishing, uh, on the fly out on the float, uh, float plane with Mac Huffman, the owner, operator of the lodge. And, uh, we went out three days, had a beautiful time together. He was planning on building that into a major segment of his business. But I'm sad to say and sorry to say that a a week later he crashed the plane. No one knows the details of how. Oh no. And he passed away. We lost uh, Stoney Mac Huffman, uh, and and it was just a terrible situation. One of his guests was along for the trip, and uh, he gave everybody free rides in his airplane all the time. So it was one of those situations where he offered to take the guy out flight seeing and, and... for some reason, and they don't know why the plane crashed and, and uh, they both expired they were oh,
1: you know Bob, you know the float the planes in, float planes in Alaska is the way you got to get around because um, yeah. most of the places you can't drive to and right. oh, yeah. you know there's there's a lot of planes that goes down up there every year. We don't publish it all that much, but uh, it's you know I, you know it I'm not a least bit afraid. I love float planes, but yeah uh, it is it's not uncommon for that to happen. All those high mountains and wow,
2: and the changing weather conditions. And I, no one knows really what happened, and I don't know if they ever will. But Mm -hmm. uh, he was an experienced pilot, been doing it for many, many, many years. Uh, I've been out with him 20 times at least, and uh, never had an incident. He always is very safe and conscientious, but something went wrong this time. Wow, anyway. So the uh, the plans are for Frontier to continue along as it always has. They, his mother is still running the show at the lodge, and uh, he's got uh, Jason Guzman who's running the boats, and uh, they they should do fine and continue along as they always have, and I'm looking forward to get back up there and fishing with them again.
1: Yeah. Well, Wow. That's I don't know what else to say. I was going to ask you about the rest yeah. of the trip, but I don't think I would want to do that now.
2: Yeah, the, you know, the rest of it pales when you get that news out there. But I figured it needed to be said, and mm-hmm. uh, it's important to get it out on the air. Okay. All right. You're, well, you're getting an exclusive on that, by the way, very... Very few people know about this.
10: Yeah.
1: Yet. Well, that is that is a tragedy. And, again, don't be afraid of flying float planes. I love them. They're fun and they're yeah. safe. They fly slow. But, you know, with the weather the way it is in Alaska, you never know what's going to happen. Those tall peaks, you know, you want to yeah. obviously go with somebody that knows what they're doing. But, yeah. Uh, okay. All right, well, I appreciate that. And again, to get both shows to the whole program, go to fishtalkradio.com. Fish or fish, (laughs) fish talk radio, fish hunt talk radio. Anyway, just find us, (laughs) listen to the show, listen to both hours because we got great stuff. And we'll be back with you momentarily. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered, catch more fish, it's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fish Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that that it feels like Christmas once a month. And you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to MysteryTackleBox.com today. That's MysteryTackleBox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to MysteryTackleBox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Henneken. This is John Henneken and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
1: And, gosh, we've got a special guest coming up today. H&M Landing is probably world-famous, premier, um, because they do, uh, it's part of the San Diego long-range fleet. And I don't think there's anything else quite like it anywhere in the world. So, Danny, just take about 30 seconds and tell us what I'm just talking about.
12: Well, yeah, it's the oldest, you know, it was developed in, uh, uh, well, it started in 1935, so we've been around for 80 some odd years, you know. But you know, we don't hold like 30 sport fishing boats, and the largest one on the West Coast. But you know, I mean, the whole operation in San Diego between fishermen's moments and and H uh, and M H&M Landing, I mean, there's there's nothing like it anywhere in the world. Well, you know, it's all state of state art boats, state of art cap. The captains are the best that, that there are. The crews. You know, it's
1: just, it's unbelievable, yeah. Well, Danny, there's a lot of marinas and a lot of great fishing boats. Uh, and I can think of some, you know, really great fishing, great fishing boats. But the San Diego Long Range Fleet is something complete and unique. Um, what they do is, they, instead of having fishing boats, they got many cruise ships. <laughs> and, oh. you, and you just got back from an eight-day trip? Yes. Yeah. And how far did you get down?
12: We got down to Layos Rock, so we're about 500 miles.
1: Yeah. Well, there's there's no other fishing fleet in the world that does that, and the reason that they do it is because they go where the fish are, and they can reach places that no one, because you can't, you know, even on a one- or two-day trip, you can't get to these places.
12: No, so, absolutely not. In fact, it, it makes it very tough, John, because mm-hmm. even even the boats that are doing five days, you would have one day of fishing, two days of running to get down there. If you miss on about one day, your trip is over. Yeah. You know. And so it's it's tough. You know, we were down on the eight day, it gave us a lot of options. Yeah. Uh, we went straight down, got it done on the yellow the best yellow fishing I, I've ever seen.
1: Well the thing it's is if you're looking for big ones, they go where the big oh, ones yeah. are. So give us an idea about the catch on this last trip.
12: Well, let me let me tell you something. I never fish lighter than eighty pound. And I oh my gravitated gosh. to 100, and there are times we're using a foot-and-a-half scad macro, You know, we're using grainies, using sardines, but, you know, I, I got ripped at 15 feet of my 100-pound, completely frayed up from a fish that got me with button-down button down 80, um, you know, button-down 80 on fishing a scad, and... Uh, Man, I'm telling you, it's a lesson <laughs> in humility. I mean, we're. The biggest one we landed was 46, but I mean, there's
1: a lot much. There are a lot bigger fish. Yeah. Well, people, just totally, people, totally different. Yeah, people that are looking for 100 pounds or 200 pound club, uh, that's virtually normally where they come from. And you have actually even got some yellowtail up to like closer to 300, right? Well, you
12: know, yeah, well, no, they fish the yellowtail, they the yellow fin in the fall.
1: Mm-hmm. although hmm. a yeah.
12: small one. A small yellowfin was caught the second day down there, Lejos, and I think a lot of that had to do with the the push of the hurricane that was just down below us. But uh-huh. well, what it did do was it flattened everything out. The hurricane bent in toward mainland Mexico, but it pushed the warmer water up, and so you see some of the remnants. So now, I've been following, tracking the boats that are down there now, and they they're not getting the yellowfin bite, or or I'm not seeing any wahoo in the counts either. Yeah, so that it hasn't hit yet but I'm sure it's it's on its way but it's, you know it's easier than this well but I we had,
1: Danny I think it's NOAA that puts out the prediction and they said that there is a 50 to 60% chance of an el nino this year now you go oh well that's pretty cool the chances the chances are higher yes but that also means there's a 50% chance that it won't happen
12: <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, listen you know all the years that I have run boats uh-huh what I do is you just, you know, when people would say, well, what's going to bite? We don't know. You know, Mother Nature dictates that. Yeah. I I will tell you this. Now, we we had the best yellowtail fishing I've ever seen, you know, fishing at heavy line, but it was fishing deep. We were used to fishing on the ridge where you're throwing, throwing surface iron and, and, and fly lining baits where you're fishing a little deeper. Yeah. But you they did come up the water column, you know, as they got better and better. But well, I'll tell you, coming back... And going out we hit spots of yellowfin now the last day we fished yellowfin and it was in the local areas and i, I, I gotta tell you something there's more bluefin here than anywhere in the world yeah. i mean it, it's I, I can't even tell you how much fish i looked up at one of our stops and we were on a foamer and there were like uh, five foamers inside of one mile you know, mm. and I mean, there's who knows how many tons there are on each foam and they're not little fish. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you could get them in the 35-pound range. Most of these things are averaging uh, 70 to, uh, I know the, the kite guys were getting them up to 200 pounds, and you see some of those spots <laughs> that we ran on. And they're just, you know little Volkswagens <laughs> running through the water, blowing up blowing up on little chobies
1: well I'll tell you what Danny I, I really enjoy fishing especially big game fishing but you know the problem is a 200 pound tuna that's a friggin lot of work man you can't oh, yeah. be on that thing for a long long time and your hands are all cramped up and your arms are going you know who wants to take the rod but uh, um, I'll tell you what once it's in you know you forget about all that stuff
12: oh yeah well they're targeting you know the real big fish are mainly coming off the kites so they're fishing them with a 100 pound line. They're fishing them with, you know, big accurate, uh, that you know, the, the two and three speed reels and, you know, uh, 250 pound leaders. And, you know, either you're either fishing double troubles or you're fishing the, uh, yummy flyers. Mm-hmm. But they are catching more big fish, you know, and it's amazing. It's ideal for, uh, you know, some of the smaller boats. But I mean, the big boats are getting their share of them. Yeah. And, uh, the thing but. is when when you do get in a good school that wants to play uh, we got the bait. capacity just sit down. Uh, you're, you're, right, you're yeah,
1: it, all day. It, it is. You know, I've always thought that. You know, years I go. Well, man, who wants to get on a fishing boat for eight days? Well, a couple of things to consider. First of all, it's not just your fishing boat. I mean, you got your own cabin and and head and meals and plenty of things oh, to do. Yeah. A big deck, and it's just like staying in a you know a small uh, boutique hotel. Oh, but right. the. <laughs> The uh, yeah. yeah, but the the thing is because we have a lot of people all over the world, and people come a long ways to fish what you do because you can't do it anywhere else, uh, and we'll talk about why in just a second. But uh, what does it cost for an eight day trip?
12: Well, on, on these earlier springs, it's about twenty four hundred. Well, the earlier spring trips. Yeah, and then it goes up later later in the season. The mm-hmm. price goes up, but generally, mm-hmm. you know, the amenities on the boat are unbelievable. Like you said, I mean, you know, we've got showers. We got, uh, you know, the galley has surround sound inside. You know, um, there's fresh fruit. There's we get fed five times a day, and it's not just getting fed. You have two chefs that they do gourmet meals. There's no bread that comes on the board on board the boat. Everything is baked fresh. It's Mm -hmm. all custom made. It's you know, every every night at dinner they'll make like a chili cheese bread. They'll make Mm -hmm. a bread with sun dried tomatoes. I mean, you know, it's just different. But the food is. I mean, well, you know, you know,
1: it, well, so what you're talking about is about $300 a day, which, uh, which is for,
12: nothing compared to what you're getting served, plus, exactly.
1: plus the opportunity to go fish. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, anyway, uh, I've thought, well, maybe I'll do a two or three a day, but I guess really, in order to get into it, you really have to go. Now, the reason that it, it exists, and I couldn't figure out for a long time, because you guys would be fishing two or three hundred miles uh, southwest of Cobble San Lucas, and they go. Why don't you just go to Cabo San Lucas? Uh, do you want to explain why, real quick?
12: Well, the the biggest thing is fishing uh, on the San Di- all the San Diego boats, not just the long range boats, but the bait operation on there provided by the Irvingham brothers is there's no nothing compared to the world. Nothing's even close to it. You know, you got these stringers that run a quarter mile, a half mile. I don't even know how long that. You know, but they're all filled. All these receivers are filled with chovies and, and sardines mainly sardines right now but they're all Build, and uh, and they don't range right. and, and
1: they don't have those in Cabo San Lucas. They got the no. sardinas no, and mackerel, don't. but the bait no. is not there. So you got to take the bait with you to we get to the ground. And you're taking anywhere yeah. from
12: four to, on the big boats, four to seven hundred scoops of sardine.
1: Yeah, and uh, all, you know, it, also uh, bringing the fish back, you got the refrigerated seawater cooling uh, that'll take it all the way back to San Diego. Yeah, and so, oh, well,
12: and you know, that's the other thing is, mm-hmm. you know, they have these RSWs now that with given care, and, and I'm going to tell you, on the American Angler, there's uh, there's only a couple of boats, but I can tell you on the American Angler, we have, you know, it's one of the two best systems in in the whole fleet. But it's not just the systems, it's the crew. The crew takes a lot of care of them, mm-hmm. you know, they, the way they, they spike them, they bleed them, they wash them out. And and then they constantly monitor their temps. You know, it, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work on their part. They well, lose sleep
1: if
5: over you it. You know what they do that
1: for? If you want to get a good shot, if you, you want to get a good shot at a two or three hundred pound tuna, uh, that's what it's going to take. And you know, it's not something you do every weekend. But you know, plan a year or so in advance, and you know, start saving your quarters.
12: Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, if you're looking for the big fish, you're going to probably fish in the winter, you know, from uh, when they start doing the longer trips, the 14- to 18-day trips. And, uh, you know, there you're going to go down to the islands. You'll go down to uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Hurricane Bank. You're you're going to be specifically targeting the big cow.
1: Danny, we're about out of time. Give us some quick information on how how people can get in touch with you or H&M Landing.
12: Okay, well, H&M is uh, area code 619. It's 222-1144. But the American Angler is out of Point Loma, which is okay. right next door to us. Okay. And uh, you know what? You give Lori a call. At Amer- you can look it up and on the And the web- website? I don't have it memorized.
1: Okay, well, you can just go to Long Range San Diego Sport Fishing. But the yeah. website for Point Loma is? We I'm not sure. Danny, floor. we're going to bring you back on again. Unfortunately, okay, no. the clock is kicking us out of here. Really appreciate it. exciting stuff. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
3: The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots, and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women, and get your pair on at SoftScience.com.
1: Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered, catch more fish, it's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Fishtalk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told, that it feels like Christmas once a month, and you can get started for as little as fifteen bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com, and start getting your packages every month. This is John, and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention Fish Talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking
3: forward to it.
13: You're the best. Never seen you with a fish on, here Got a pole and a big one there. Never seen you getting wet. get him way
0: Fish Talk Hunt
1: Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and uh, man, was that exciting or not? Uh, you that's know, that San else. Diego you, I is,
2: can't wait to get out there and do one of those trips. You know, and I,
1: you know, for years I thought, well, God, that'd be great, but I don't know if I want to get on a boat for eight days. But when you get on a boat and see what it is, uh, yeah, you can get used to that. Yeah. And then the, oh, yeah. the opportunity to get a two or three hundred pound tuna, uh, you know, that's a pretty rarefied club. And if you want to get one, that's probably about the only way you're going to do it.
2: It's a pretty amazing trip. Okay. You get not only get the fish, but you get the the class of the kind of a boat that they're running. It's amazing.
1: Okay, well, let's get to Patrick Nye, and uh, I'll let Patrick introduce himself. But he is. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm excited to have him on. We had him once a short time ago, but, uh, but you weren't here, Bob, so let's learn about no. uh, the uh, National Professional Anglers Association and the uh, Future Anglers Federation. Uh, Patrick, could you introduce yourself?
14: Absolutely. Um, I am in Upper Midwest, raised and born. Um, I... I have a passion for angling that has led me to have a career that has been 100% in the outdoor industry. And uh, currently I'm executive director of the Future Angler Foundation uh, based in Wisconsin, a 1,200-member association of anglers who've taken a step from having uh, angling be a passion to a, now a profession. Um, I'm also president of the Future Angler Foundation. It's a non profit, five oh one C three nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit um, that supports angling outreach and education so that we can carry on this this legacy of angling in this country.
2: That's great. That that's that's a wonderful, wonderful thing you're doing on both fronts. I mean the idea of bringing in new people new anglers and then also working with professionals at the same time and people that want to be professionals it sounds like an amazing task mm-hmm. when you when you bring people from amateur to professional status do you actually help them and guide them absolutely that's that's one of the the key foundations to our
14: association is um we're there to support their efforts and help them Understand the steps they need to take to take their dream of being a professional angler, in other words, someone who's making a living in the fishing industry um, and have it become reality. so we help them with the business side of the equation we help them understand what 's involved in it, whether they want to become a tournament angler, um, you know our guide is a professional angler it 's probably one of the 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 biggest opportunities there is for people that want to be a pro angler um you know to get into it because if they if they're good anglers and they love sharing their passion for the sport and their knowledge of the sport with those uh that aren't quite as good or that would prefer to go with a guide um that's that's like so. Key I guess component.
1: basically, we're talking about two components: those that are guides and those that are professional tournament fishermen. Is that about right?
14: It, that is that is pretty they, much it. Or they also mo- can add uh, people that most? are in the industry, working at various levels in the industry. I mean, we we have we have industry salespeople that are involved in the association because you know when when you're out there selling product um on a professional basis to to retailers um you know you need to understand the sport Mm -hmm. and in a way you're you know you're not a professional angler per se with regard to making money fishing a tournament Mm -hmm. or guiding but you're you're part of the equation so Mm -hmm. we've we've got a, a pretty Vast, uh, well,
0: Patrick, just, of just,
14: just out of
1: curiosity, I never wondered it before, but I'm just thinking, uh, if I wanted to be a fishing guide, is there any kind of accreditation or license or something that you do, or do I just say I'm a professional?
12: It depends
14: upon the state that you're in and the body of water that you're going to guide on. Mm-hmm. So anything that is under Coast Guard control, you would need to go and become a... a Merchant Marine
9: captain. Oh. Oh.
14: So any of the oceans, um, any of the Mississippi River, the Great Lakes, any of the bodies of water where the Coast Guard is in control, you have to have it your merchant marine
9: mm-hmm. license. Mm-hmm.
14: A six-pack license or six persons for hire right. is the most prevalent but uh, well, yes th- those, certification
1: well th- those that aspire to be a professional guide um you know there's there's a lot out there but uh um you know it's, it's being a guide and of course being successful at it means that people like what you do and they keep coming back and sending their friends but Correct. uh you know what what does it take to be a professional guide is just kind of offhandedly
14: well, I mean, you're running a business, and customer service is everything in that business. And customer service, you know, some days fish don't bite. <laughs> There's, it's just part of it. So it's the experience, and you need to be professional in every aspect as a, as a professional guide. So you need to give the people that come in and take advantage of your service a day that they're going to remember mm-hmm. through being polite, you know, being courteous, being professional, having equipment that's top-notch, um, and then understanding the body of water that you're fishing and the species that you're mm-hmm. targeting, um, it's all a part of it. And those are all things that that we help our members understand because it's not just as easy as going to buying a boat and and, you know, yeah. getting a business card. So, yeah, yeah, now,
1: now I am one. Wrong. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I, you know, I've I've thought for a long time is I'm, you know, I'm not that good. But even if you are an excellent angler or even fly angler and you go to a a um, a body of water or a little stream that you don't know anything about, um it's really a good idea for at least the first day to hire a guide that knows the territory, knows the water, knows what to use, and might be able to tune you up a little bit.
14: Absolutely, I mean it's the it's the most efficient use of your time. You know, if you if you figure what it costs to hire a guide um, versus what your time is worth, you know, where you may flounder around and not catch anything mm-hmm. um, because you don't know the body of water and and. Or you don't have the equipment to handle
2: the body of water, Um, yeah, Or if you're not connected, and them. don't have the resources to get the information on the intel of what's going on.
14: Mm-hmm.
2: the Correct. guide will.
14: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I got to so tell I you, you know, I'm wild looking wild at wild your members.
2: website here, yep. Patrick, and I, it really tells a lot of the story. And in fact, the member benefits are tremendous. I, I can't see why anybody who's a professional in the or in the industry doesn't join. It's Quite a nice set of it, benefits you get. Um, it is. I'm, I'm curious too. I'm curious too about the training program for getting people to go from amateur to professional. Uh, so, I, I want to hear just a little bit more about that. How do you break well, that what, that line? What we people? do,
14: what we do is on an annual basis. Always the first full weekend in January, we hold what we call our annual conference. And that annual conference is two days filled with um, clinics and speeches and presentations given by those that have been there, done that. You know, the the, the upper echelon in the angling world on all categories, from tournament angling to to guiding. Um, you know, we have we have business professionals there. We have a tax. A tax from there that talks about, you know, making sure you set your business up so that the the IRS, who's going to want their share, gets their fair share, and you don't pay too much. So we've done that every year since uh, 2009. And so what's happened is we we've, we've, we're starting to archive now in video form um, a whole bunch of these presentations. So mm, what, what what we recommend is that people come to that annual conference last year we had 300 there this year we're we can handle as many as 500 um, and we've grown that fast we've had a 50% growth each year Whoa. year over year since Whoa. 2000 wow and uh, nine so you, you know it, this whole organization's playing upon the fact that you've got to understand if you want to be a professional you've got to understand the steps you need to take to become a professional, and to do it right in, and,
1: uh, in the habit. Pat, Patrick, we've only got about a minute left. Can we mention real yep. quick about the Future Anglers?
14: Sure. Um, the Future Angler Foundation is an is, is a organization that we developed to create funding to support volunteerism by anglers like these National professional angler members. So if if what we do is we supply rods and reels and some other materials to people that want to go out and volunteer their time to grow the sport. Mm -hmm. And so we've got some people on this board of directors that you may may or may not recognize, like Al Lindner, um, angler educator, (laughs) supreme from the upper Midwest here. Jeff Marble is a former ASA board chair and current RBFF board chair. You know, they're on this board to help us develop an organization that can generate money to support volunteers. Well, Patrick, just
1: in in case someone out there is interested uh, or they'd like to help out with the future anglers, either by money or by by volunteering, uh, what would you suggest? They get in touch with you?
14: They can get in touch with me. I can give you that information, or they can okay. go to the. Well, we future, got, we got Futureangler.org.
1: Futureangler.org. Future uh, future angler
14: Angler.org. Okay. okay. And the NPAA is NPAA.net.
1: Okay. Well, that that's great. Hey, Patrick, thank you for coming on. We'll bring you back and uh, just keep doing what you're doing. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
13: Get your fish in the line and in the water Oh yeah Can't get your fish in the line and in the
9: water
13: Well if you're out on not You ain't got a chance. Make that old bacon and this. Can't get your fish in the line and in the water I can see you can cast a line Sitting there by the riverside We're about the way you look Water never sees you look. He's a great man. Fishman, if fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water, love knows he'd be there. He's just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. Great American fisherman got fishing in his soul.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John
1: Henneken. This is John Hennigan, and we are going to hold uh, um, Patrick Nye over for just a couple of minutes and talk about the uh, future anglers. But I just want to take about ten or fifteen seconds I started the show with is that uh, Verizon. Um, you know, every it's everybody has to have a cell phone, and even when you're on the water. But uh, I'm really not happy with them, and so I'd like to tell people about it. I think that uh, I've been with them for I don't know 15 years. Probably gave them twenty, thirty thousand uh, dollars, and you know they just I you know, went in there to, yesterday, and I had a the phone that I've got now has been replaced four times, and I go, hey, this isn't right. You know, give me another one. Oh no, no, no we can't do that. Motorola made it. Talk to them. Motorola says we didn't sell it to you, go talk to Verizon. And uh, it's just, I'm so frustrated. Bob said he has uh, T-Mobile. I want to talk to you about that, Bob. But uh,
2: Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty any, good for me. I, I'd as, appreciate some feedback. Know, I want to hear what the people have to say well, about
1: I'd, it. I'd appreciate some feedback if anybody feels the same way I do. Can you get in touch? Really would appreciate it. I know it's not having How would they get in touch difficulty. with
2: you, John? Through the website? Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, and it's, um, it's just john at fishtalkradio.com john at com, and I'd, I'd really like to, if anybody's interested and wants to vent a little bit I'd really like to hear about it. Anyway but let's get some good news and let's get back to Patrick Nye. We want to hear more about the future anglers, Patrick but we've only, well, got, know, only Patrick, got about two well, minutes. Well you
2: know while we were on break there I took a look at your futureangler.org website which is really an outstanding website and I noticed that there's a lot of programs for lady anglers. So you do quite a bit for grown-ups trying to Get into business, yeah, or at least get into fishing.
14: Into fishing, correct. So, the yeah. Future Angler Foundation supports the the generation of new anglers or the creation of new anglers of all ages. Um, you know, we, we're, it's not just about the kids. The kids are an important component, but you know, the, the ladies that are out there that, that would like to learn, um, and we, we support a, a a program down in Florida. Ladies, let's go fishing. Um, oh, yeah, that's Betty. Betty, mm-hmm. Betty Bowman, yep, mm-hmm. and she, she's awesome. Um, she came to us about three years ago now, maybe four, and we've been supporting that. She does a tremendous job. And then, you know, we've got we've got other um lady anglers that we we help support and support their programs. We've got one, uh, Jeannie Lillenthal, who's in Michigan runs a fishing camp that we support, um, have kids, you know, the, for kids. She's an ex-cop from Detroit and she does a tremendous job and has got a tremendous passion for it. So it's all about getting people fishing no matter what age they are, and uh, where they
1: are. Well, you know, it's really about getting people outside and getting off the cell phones that we've been talking about and Xboxes and this and that. And I I, I believe that, you know, they say baseball is American sport. Well, I believe that it should be fishing. It's been, you know, it's gener- it's hundreds of years, and, you know, it's a tradition. And I've never been, you cannot go to a place to catch fish It's not a great place to be. And and there's always something within, you know, 15 minutes or a few hours from where anybody lives that they can get out and enjoy it. So, you know, just think think about getting out there and and instead of just going with you and your buddies, maybe take a neighborhood kid with you.
14: I mean, to go to to go to your point, angling is the number one participated in sport in the United States other than than running. And I contest that most of running is walking. Yeah, <laughs> as far as the people that that say they're a runner, yeah. um, and. It is a huge demographic. Yeah. On top of that, we have more public resources out there that are open to the public oh. than any other country <laughs> in the world. Oh
1: no, the um, the, it, the national park system we have and the accessibility—nowhere else in the world do they have that. So let's get out and take an opportunity to, you know, to do it and take somebody with you. Anyway, uh, Patrick, we need to get going. But if somebody wants to help out with the future anglers, I'm sure you could appreciate their help and their website one more time.
12: Is
14: Future Angler, so that's all one word, no space. Dot org.
1: Dot org. Okay. Appreciate that, Patrick. We gotta go. You're listening to Fish on Talk Radio. Tune in and go to the webpage.
0: Welcome to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine.
1: This is John Hennigan, and yes, we're going to do exactly that. Our uh, co-host today is Bob Summeru, staff writer for Western Outdoor
2: News. And, he's and got- I, I got a story for you. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> Well, when I was up in Alaska at Sitka with Frontier Charters and Lodge, my friend Mac, God rest his soul, took me out fishing up into the back country and we fished a river called the Salmon River. That was just on, on a float plane or what? A float plane up yeah. into the, the back country. We, wow. we landed on the lake above and hiked down river about two miles to where steelhead were just foraging their way upstream. The spring run, yeah. And these these steelhead were thirty inches on the small side. Wow. So there were plenty of the bigger size uh model steelhead coming in. And you could see so many fish in the water that it was just amazing. And you had to be a little bit stealthy because the water is crystal clear, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they are not used to seeing people around. So anytime there's any movement, oh, I can they imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're afraid it's so, bears. So
2: afraid it's bears. I, we were fishing. What, what was happening is we normally you go downstream and then you hike your way upstream. Uh, to catch uh, a different group of fish that may be resting as they're moving up river. Well, these fish were constantly moving up river, so I kept fishing to the same fish as I hiked upstream. <laughs> yeah. And I realized that's not very smart. So we held our ground at one corner, and sure enough, the fish just kept coming by. Wow. And I probably saw over a hundred steelhead go past. Oh, man, a steelhead, those, of them. those
1: are of so much fun. Took so my much
2: flight. Fun. I was fishing my, uh, A kilowatt fly is something I tie. It looks kind of like a woolly bugger.
1: Wow. Well, and, you know, we we don't do enough talking about trout. I think because more people fish for trout than anything any other fish in in, in North America, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, steelhead is you know, and it's basically a rainbow trout that's gone to sea. But they fight, they're fun, and they're stealthy, and uh, you know, you gotta you gotta learn how to sight fish them.
2: It's true, and you got to be very stealthy, and you got to cast above them, let it drift down to them. Okay. Basically, a steelhead is to kill. All right. Well, Bob, we got to go. Maybe we'll talk.
1: We'll talk so about that later. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
3: We'll be right back with you. The Soft Science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at SoftScience.com.
13: Fishman, he fish anywhere. Anywhere there's water, Lord knows he'll be there. He's just like a gypsy, mighty hard to hold. Great American fisherman got fishing in his soul.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennikin.
1: This is John Hennigan, and I would say that, man, how lucky am I? I've got two of my best friends on the radio with me today. Uh, we have Bob Summeru is, is the official co-host, and we this is our, our second hour. Hope you got a chance to listen to the first one. If not, go to fishtalkradio.com or fishhunttalkradio.com, and right on the front page you can listen as many times as you want. And I have to say that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't get the second hour because the way it's uh, set up and you know all the stuff Stations don't always carry it. But go to the website, fishhunttalkradio.com. And we have on the line with us Bob Summer, of course, a a, um, great guy and a staff writer for Western Outdoor News. And we also have Mike on the line with us, who's known as the RV Butler. It's kind of a unique situation if you want to see the real Alaska. Uh, and not just from a cruise ship but if you want to get out there with the bears and the and the fish and (laughs) in the trees um, mike will take you on an adventure that you will not forget but anyway mike would you mind introducing yourself
8: sure Uh, this is mike i'm currently in denali national park at the visitor center took uh, two hikes this morning and Got within about 25 yards, but they got within me 25 yards. A yeah. mama moose and baby calf uh, this morning. It was a great way to start Uh-oh. the
1: day. Yeah, it is. Hey, I'll tell you what, they are impressive. Uh, you know, moose are, you know, it's it's not quite like a deer or an elk. These things <laughs> are huge. Kind of Uh, like a small Volkswagen. Well, you know, I was (laughs) driving down. What's that highway from uh, uh, Anchorage, you know, uh, down to Kenai Peninsula, the something highway? Seward
8: Highway.
1: Well, yeah, it was called something else. Sterling, I think. Anyway, um, cruising along, and there's three of us because we were taking a trip and we had three cars. I was in the lead. And driving, it's beautiful four-lane road, and all of a sudden, this big moose decided to uh, jump out in front of us, right out of the bushes. And I, you know, we're cruising along. It's a great road. I was probably doing about seventy, and uh, I go, "Holy smokes!" And this thing got out in the, you know, just jumped up on the on the pavement, and he, you know, <laughs> he wasn't used to walking on pavement. His legs were going all kinds of different directions, and I go, "Oh no!" Now, if I would have hit that moose, you know, the car would have hit it right around his knees, you know, and then it would have fallen on top of the car. So yeah. anyway, you know, I obviously hit the brakes and was able to swerve around it. But right before I got to it, it was able to collect itself and, you know, take off across the road. But man, those things, you know, are tr- incredible creatures. They're huge. But
8: in that, I've in, in, in close to 2,000 pounds.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they are impressive,
2: but uh,
8: what is it that the butler does? I want to hear about that. I pick people up in the motorhome, typically in Anchorage at the airport, sometimes the cruise docks. I pre-plan a trip based on their abilities and their interest, and I then facilitate that. And I personally take them hiking, sightseeing, shopping. I do a very small amount of guided fishing. I normally arrange both the. Ocean charters and the river fishing. Um, I do the cooking, the cleaning, the laundry, everything. I'm a oh one stop gosh. shop for Alaska.
1: Yeah, you're more than just really a butler. Yeah. <laughs> you're the host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that sounds great. And that the nice thing is, you know, you get this nice, comfortable motorhome to sleep in every night, and it's like your home for a week or so.
8: It really is good. I uh, got a brand new 31 footer. Uh, from ABC uh, with 2,900 miles. So it basically drove her from, like, Indiana to here or something, and that was it. it was the first time out as a route.
1: Wow. Yeah, and, you know, even even when you're driving, you know, you get to see things. Again, I uh, just recently got back from a cruise with uh, Jenny, who's in studio listening in, and, you know, it was great. Inland Passage, it was great, but the problem is is that uh, um, um you know you get to you get to you know you get to see things from a quarter mile away
8: and it's a herd of people you're going to nature you're you're trying to be one on one with nature, but you're one of a million with one in nature when you go on a cruise and if people want that, I can arrange it uh, but for example, the middle Kenai River does not have the shoulder to shoulder combat fishing that you'll see you know on the upper Kenai or in the Russian river. And you can catch fish anywhere, but do you want to be surrounded by by strangers is really what it boils down to. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you can take, uh, what is a typical group? You take a family or you take four fishing buddies or what is a typical group for you?
8: Actually, it's all of those. Uh, A couple is very common. Um, I've had one single come with me, Uh, but, uh, you know, like two couples or a family of four or five. Um, Last year, I had a family of 12 uh, that came, and we had three total vehicles, one of them being the RV. We had both motorhome and hotel rentals everywhere we went and a rental van. Wow. I can organize anything for anybody up to the U.S. Army. <laughs> well, Hard to y- feed that many.
1: You know what? You know, we've talked about Alaska a lot of things, but something we never touched on is Denali. Can you give us just a, you know, a quick idea about what it is? Um, you know, I know it's a little bit north of Anchorage, and it's tall, and it's a national park, and it's beautiful. But give us give us some ideas about what's there and why you want to go there.
8: Well, I think first and foremost, the park has uh, had about 101 years of existence. You know, uh, they were trying to stop poaching back in, uh was it, 1917 became a national park. And it has the most revered status. It has the most protections here. So the probability of, of running into game when you're taking the national park tour, it's like a 180-mile round-trip tour for the day in a bus, is very, very high. Just at the visitor center, just walking around here, having interactions with moose or bear, extremely common. Um, and so I consider it nature on steroids. Uh, you know <laughs> what used to be Mount McKinley, which is Mount Denali now. You oh. Don't always see it. Okay. You know I didn't know that. I didn't There's realize that.
1: Yeah, I mean that. Would, well, Mount McKinley is one of the highest peaks in the United States.
8: I believe it's the highest in North America. Yeah. How
1: high is that? But it's
8: rarely seen when you have the fog. It has its own weather system.
1: Oh, yeah. And
8: it's it's a hit and miss, but no matter what, Denali is worth coming to.
1: Is there a chance to get into the top of the mountain? Not at my age. <laughs> <laughs> you have to walk up. Huh? Forget that.
8: Man, I don't even know if they allow climbers anymore. They probably do. Well, I
1: mean, but, once uh, you get above 10,000 feet, the oxygen in the air, uh, is there's not a whole lot there. And when you get up around 15,000 feet, uh, you really do need it. And you have to be pretty yeah. fit to be even just to be up there. But, man, you'd probably be able to see 500 miles from up there.
8: It uh, It would be awesome, I'm sure. Um, I I tell people I would allocate three to four days, one day total to drive to get here from Anchorage. It's about five hours each way. Um, And then two days in the park. They have a demonstration dog sled team. Denali National Park is the only park in the country... It has active working dog sled teams. They're not allowed to use any motorized vehicles in the winter whatsoever. So they move from cabin to cabin and they do repairs and different things, all using dog sled teams. Wow. And that's a and that's a free demonstration that they do uh at the park here. Wow. Uh, you just check in at the visitor center and they send you uh to a location on a bus and you get there and it's all free.
1: Wow. Now that's that's Alaska.
8: Yeah, because,
1: uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, but people, it, it's hard to comprehend. Um, I believe that if you take California, which is, what, 900 miles long, yeah. and uh, te- the state of Texas, which is, a, I guess, the largest landmass or state, uh, and Montana, combine them into one state, it would be the second largest state in the Union. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean,
2: but normally uh, it's, it's you know really th- huge. It, you know, part of the thing about doing the RV travel is that you actually get to have feet on the yeah. ground and, okay. and see it. That's
8: that's right. amazing. Well,
1: we've got about thirty seconds left, so Mike, uh, let's see if we can give you a plug. If somebody wants to participate, how do they get in touch with you?
8: Uh, they can email me, Mike at gmail That's Mike rvbutler at gmail dot com
1: and yeah, now that sounds, and you know, I, I, for what you charge and for what you get for that period of time, I mean, it's almost the same thing as what you pay per person for a cruise. But this is a whole lot different. Uh, you really get to see the seal thing. <laughs> and, yeah, and good food too, huh?
8: Okay. Yes. All I right. Crab, lobster, shrimp, scallops, whatever you want. <laughs> okay. All on the menu.
1: Thank you, Mike. <laughs> we'll make it up there. It's Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.
8: It's a bad day your is better than
7: a- day, day.
1: Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered. Catch more fish. It's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that it feels like Christmas once a month And you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month Go to mysterytacklebox.com today That's mysterytacklebox.com And start getting Your packages every month This is John and I believe In Mystery Tackle Box Go to mysterytacklebox.com Mention Fish Talk, get a special deal And get the packages coming every month You will be looking forward to it
15: You can't catch fish you can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. No, no, no. You can't catch fish. No, 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 no. I got no, a little story about a city boy. that came no, to Wisconsin up from Illinois so he can no, enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand no, bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told him. No, guy, you're making a mistake. You don't no, stand a chance catching fish on the slate because, no, hey, you can pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy. You can't fish. No, 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 I told you there, guy. No, no, no. Can't catch fish. No, no, what do you think no, you're doing? No, no, no. Can't catch fish. No, for Christ's no, no, sake. No, 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 no. You can't catch fish. No, no, no. Go back no, to no, Illinois,
0: no, hey, no, no, no. Welcome back to Fish Talk Hunt Radio
1: with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and we also have Bob Summeru, our co-host today. Hey, hello there. Staff writer from Western Outdoor News. And we have someone we haven't had on for, gosh, it's been months, Mark.
2: I don't know about months, but... A month
1: or so. Yeah, anyway, (laughs) Mark is the editor of Bass Angler magazine, and the website is. Bassanglermag.com. There you go. And, you know, he is a, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what a professional bass angler really is, but uh, he is one. <laughs> and, a matter of fact, while we're on that subject, tell us a little bit about being a professional guide, Mark. I know it's not your number one paid position, but uh, you do a lot of tournament fishing. And, you know, give us a, a kind of a, you know, a day in the life of, of uh, a professional bass angler.
2: Well, uh, you know, I guess it depends on where I go. I've been going to Lake Farias a lot. When I go to Lake Farias, I have to get up at 3.30 in the morning. So get up at 3.30, have a little breakfast, you know, and, and fire up my truck and head out, drive an hour and a half and fish all day. Um, and then come, I get home of oh, like 5.30 or so, and then... Uh, Answer uh, bass angler emails or or voicemails for you know a few hours and have dinner hit the, hit the rack yeah <laughs> that's, that's a, uh, a normal day when I'm guiding you know I guide only a couple days a week um, just just because you know I think the magazine would suffer if I did it five days um, and plus it's a uh, you know it's it's I won't say it's a bad job but, but it can be grueling you know mm-hmm. I, I keep hearing it. Wow, you're living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody I take out says that. And you're living the dream. Well, you just go fishing a, every day.
1: A, a professional <laughs> angler. Uh a professional bass angler uh is, you know, there's thousands of them. Um I don't know what the difference between professional and semi-professional and how many people actually make a living or you know, not that many. Uh, but you know, they you know they get boats, and if they're if they're good, they win some tournament money. But uh, right. you know, as far as a professional angler goes, and when's the last time you heard of a professional uh, trout angler? Or, yeah. Even, yeah, or you know, I, I don't even,
8: think I've ever heard of one. I don't yeah. know how many of them make their
2: living with just a rod and a reel. I mean, I'm sure there's trout guides that you know that make a living that way. But yeah. but there's really but there's there, a, what there, a handful of Trout yeah. and they call them derbies, not tournaments. Yeah, is there... so I, I don't believe that there's enough of them for anybody to make a living doing that.
1: Yeah, and uh, and there's a lot more people catching trout than bass, but uh, you know to be a, you know a professional bass angler is something to aspire to. As a matter of fact, earlier we had on Patrick Nye. I don't know if you know him; he's a uh, uh, the director of uh, the National Professional Anglers Association. Oh sure, sure. and uh, that was that was great, you know. But yeah, learned a uh, lot. Yeah, but uh, hey, Bass- Mark,
2: let me ask you. I, I, I know that the uh, magazine itself comes out. Is it quarterly? It comes out quarterly. Yes. Oh, okay. And are those uh, those issues centered around specific events or in uh, kind of a general? We're you know our, our our meat and potatoes, you might say, is how to. So we you know mm-hmm. we do how to bass fishing. On to cover seasonal topic, topics, topics, uh, various techniques, um, and then we interview several tournament guys, and we talk about uh, how different tournaments, um, how guys catch them on various bodies of water at various different times, and then we have an information section that may talk about. Um, you know different baits. You know about crawfish or shad or um, you know various things. But what mostly what we're about is how to. We we try to put into words uh, how to how to do different techniques to help people catch more fish.
9: Mm-hmm.
2: And and are you are you strictly regional here in the West? No, we're across the country. We're in uh, okay, probably four thousand newsstands across the country. Wow. Barnes and Noble, Fast Pro, Borders. Uh, Cabela's, you know, a host of I, you know, there's a million little teeny ones, Seven mm. Elevens, and a, a whole host of other well, other places.
1: Mark, I think that bass is something. Uh, I believe there's only a couple states that you cannot fish. I'm pretty sure Alaska is one of them, and I don't know about Hawaii, but they're virtually in every state.
2: They are, and actually, I've caught bass in Hawaii. They have, actually have smallmouth oh. and largemouth and peacock bass over there.
1: Wow. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, got,
2: I caught smallmouth bass on, on Kauai and caught some largemouth over there also.
1: Wow. So I don't, so it, uh, pretty much all of the states except probably Alaska.
2: Except Alaska. I think it's just too cold to support right. uh, the life of a bass.
1: Yeah, they like warmer water. And of course, yes, if, you're in the, if you're in the south or southeast, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, You know, as they see a pickup truck driving down the road, and it's either got a boat behind it or it's on its way to get the boat.
2: I (laughs) kind of curious, you know, on Father's Day, I was in Virginia. I I fished with my grandsons for striped bass on Chesapeake Bay, and uh, they called them rockfish there, which I thought was odd.
8: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we have rockfish here, but they live out in the bay, and they're not. Yeah, yeah. Those are different species.
2: Yeah, but these, these were just nice, healthy 35 inch uh, striped bass. Oh,
1: striped bass are, you know, well, that's not something that you usually get into, is it, Mark? Striped bass?
2: I i don't generally fish for striped bass too much. It, it's usually a byproduct when we go out fishing that. You mm-hmm. know, if we're fishing up for bass and they start blowing up out, out in the middle of the channel, then. You know, yeah, we'll go out and catch them, have a good time for a little while, and then we
8: go back to catch them large Well, large they
1: are fun. And virtually all bass that a professional bass angler catches goes um, gently back in the water. Uh, yes. But striped bass, they're pretty tasty.
8: Yeah, Yeah, sometimes
2: they don't go back in the water. They sometimes they go home, and we have fish
1: tacos. Yeah, or just you know they're just one of the nicest white, uh, you know, soft but firm uh, meat. That it's it's great stuff. But uh, so the a professional bass angler um, normally fishes tournaments, and if you're lucky. You know, you can make some money at it. But yeah, I think the main reason people want to be a professional bass angler is because of the bass boats.
2: The, yeah, the bass boats are pretty cool. I mean, you dress them up. Mine looks like a NASCAR race car. You know, mm-hmm. it goes fast. and You know, it looks cool getting there. You know, I mean, that's, that's part of it. I mean, you don't want to spend, you know, $80,000 just to look cool. So. Yeah. So you need to be able to catch some fish too. Well, it's uh, like
1: you know, they 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 shoot the gun. Everybody takes off. And you're on this pond. that's like five miles across, and then it's uh, like a NASCAR. You, go, you know, there's 250 <laughs> horsepower outboards that are, you know, 65 miles an hour. And then they get there and they they throw a few casts and they go, nah, nope, not here. So they go, you know, back to where they started from and fish there for a while. And then they <laughs> kind of spend the day well, doing that's that. The fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is half the fun. And boy, I tell you, some of those chilly mornings when you're running across the lake in that bass boat, it can get pretty cold with that wind chill factor. Yeah, 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 especially if you're in my boat sitting on the pasture side with no windshield. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Once> <laughs> well, I, get a, I get a complaint here or there. My wife usually doesn't go when it's 30 degrees outside.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, Anyway, uh, give us a little bit more uh, about what it takes to be a professional bass angler. Hey, John.
2: You know, I think to be a professional angler, you need to do it, you know, at at least a semi uh, full time basis. You know, you need to be fishing in the upper echelon events. You need to have all the stuff and act, you know, a lot of it's acting and, you know, basically becoming a professional. It's a. You know, it's like a mechanic or a carpenter or anything, you go kinda of go through an apprentice program. They don't have a, a you know, a regimented one for bass fishing, but you know, you kinda of go through an apprentice program and, and work your way up the ranks until you become good enough that you can get on the front of the boat and pretty much hit any body of water and, and still be able to, to catch fish and, do, and and work as a as a professional. So I think that's the you know, that's probably the, the biggest part of it is the you know, the attitude and the and the way you go about it. Mm-hmm. And fishing am fishing now. To my, now my question is on the opposite side of the coin. What about a newbie? Somebody who's starting for bass. What would you start them out with? How would they fish? Well, if, if I mean if they're just if they're green and haven't hardly fished before, you know, then you know they need to get out, get out and try it some. Maybe find a friend, join a bass club. Um, you know, that's some good ways to get started. Then once you, you know, kind of once you get your feet wet and learn a little bit, you know, learn how to cast and. You know, can learn a little bit about seasonal patterns and, you know, what's going on. Then you can start fishing some of the tournaments on the amateur side or the co angler side, which is a really a great way to learn. You get to go with, you know, a professional, a guy that, you know, knows what's going on and you get to see you know, kind of his techniques and how he does things. So that's, you know, that's really a good thing. So, you know, mm-hmm. start out, get, get some skills, join a bass club, and maybe you can do some uh, team events with a friend or you can do some pro-am events uh, on the co-angler side.
1: Okay. Hey, uh, Mark, we've only got about a, a minute or two left. Give us a quick tip on bass angling at this time of the year.
2: This time, my favorite bait right now has been a shaky head. So I've been doing that at all these lakes. And what that is, a little lead head with a straight with a straight worm on it, you basically throw it out and you drag it out deep. You know, you kind of hop it down the bank. Um, yesterday we caught 70 bass and I'm going to say 45 of them were on Whoa. the shaky head. So, oh my. Day, and every day it's been like that we've been out. So I'm going out again tomorrow and I, I'm going to tell you we're going to catch 40 or so on a shaky head. So it's been, that's and, been and, uh, my and, favorite and, technique of and, the and, year and, so far. And,
1: and a shaky head is what?
2: It's a, uh, it's, it, Looks it's a little lead head jig with a hook that stands up. Oh, you yeah. basically thread a thread uh, a straight mm-hmm. uh, six inch worm onto it. Mhm. Mhm.
1: So that's so that's no
2: pendages, no flappers, no claws, no yeah. wings, no nothing, just a straight worm and right. it it kind of just slides down the bank and you you, the you action you give it is just shaking
1: it. And it's and it's basically. good for it's good for grass too. Um, okay. Well yes. we appreciate that very much, Mark. Uh, you know, becoming a professional bass angler, go to bassangag dot com.
2: com.
1: Okay. BassAnglerMag.com. com. Okay, thank you, Mark. You're listening to Fish All right. Hunt thank Talk you. Radio. Go to Fish dot com. Listen to the whole show. Mystery Tackle Box is the most fun and affordable way to discover new lures every month. Select your target species and select your subscription length. Get your box delivered, catch more fish, it's that easy. Offering fresh and salt water, we've partnered with Fish Talk to get you a great deal. Use the promo code Talk for $10 off your first subscription. Mystery Tackle Box is the original monthly lure subscription service. In fact, we've been told that that it feels like Christmas once a month. And you can get started for as little as 15 bucks a month. Go to mysterytacklebox.com today. That's mysterytacklebox.com and start getting your packages every month. This is John and I believe in Mystery Tackle Box. Go to mysterytacklebox.com, mention fish talk, get a special deal, and get the packages coming every month. You will be looking forward to it.
15: If you think that'll help, you're in for a surprise cause money. Can't buy school, you know the guys and me. We can catch them at Will against rat. You ain't no match. Fish is just something that you can't catch. For crying out loud, guy. Can't you can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish.
7: You can't catch fish. tug on the line and I didn't pay attention before I knew it I was staring at a 10 pound Shiny bass When I tried to pull the fish inside I pulled a muscle in my Upper thigh I was so scared I threw my rod up in the air
0: Welcome back To Fish Talk Hunt Radio With John Henneken
1: this is John Hinnigan and this is Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Or just go to fishhunttalkradio.com, or if you can't remember that, just go to fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to the entire two-hour segment. And right now, we have, uh, of course, we have Bob uh, Summero from staff writer for Western Outdoor News, our co-host, and we have Fitz Johnson. Now that's Fitz, not with an R, right, cool. Fitz?
16: Yep, yep, no R, just Fitz. <laughs> okay.
1: And he's uh operates River Rock Recovery. And it's an outdoor adventure program with with a little bit of special meaning. Fitz, would you tell us about it?
16: Absolutely, absolutely. And John, thank you for having me. Bob, welcome. Good to have yeah. you as well. And uh yeah, so it's called River Rock Recovery and it's a program that I started about two years ago. Um and uh it's all about getting guys, getting young men and uh, and adults into the back into the wilderness and specialize in working with uh, folks that are in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. I've found in my experience that just getting outside, getting some dirt under my fingernails and getting away from the hustle and bustle of life has been really helpful and, and healthy for me in my own recovery. Um, so we've tried to share that message and, and bring that to other people who are who are fighting the same battle that that I once fought.
1: Mhm. Oh. Well, fits, I guess you could call it a natural high, huh?
16: You you most certainly could. I have a shirt uh that I got from one of my buddies that made it and it says we're all high on something. Yeah. And uh <laughs> you know, that's I've found that to be true. Um yeah. I got to have something I got to be doing something so if it's positive and it, and it, and it
2: it that's just uh it's been really, really, really helpful, like I said. Well, yeah. let, let me tell you, Fitz, it's something close to my heart. I, I'm 16 years as a recovering alcoholic myself, and uh, wow. it's it's been certainly a struggle at times, but the outdoors has always been my place to go when, when I find myself in any kind of a situation that gets difficult. I, I want to get outside and get something going on. I love these programs that you offer. Is everything done in a guided group environment? Yes, sir. Exactly. So typically
16: the group stays around four to five guys. We try and keep it to a certain extent pretty intimate. I found that to be, to be more helpful and say, as opposed to going in a big group. Um, what we do is it, we're based in Orange County in Newport Beach. Um, and we all, we, we, we hop in a, in a, in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van and we just, we just uh, hightail it to wherever destination it is that we're going that weekend. They're typically, two to three days long, and we go to Sequoia National Park, Big Sur, Joshua Tree, just all the the many beautiful things to see and throughout California and a little bit Utah and Arizona
2: as well as the so Channel that, National Park. So it would it would involve exploring the area, hiking, some fellowship, that kind of thing. Exactly, exactly.
16: And so we were we were in Sequoia National Park. <clears throat> not too long ago uh it was uh two we- two weekends uh ago and we 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 were just exactly there's a lot doing a lot of sightseeing for one of the days and we, we go backpacking and 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 we went up the south fork river and and did some trout fishing and um just had a a, a phenomenal time
1: and well, how, what does what does it take uh, to get involved in this, Fitz? Is it do you just call up and you want to go? Is there a, a fee or a membership or a referral or how does that work?
16: Yeah, so so where you're going to be able to find most and all of the information is, is at our website, which is riverrockrecovery.com. Just um, riverrockrecovery.com, and that the website can can connect you to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, how to contact us how to get involved, how to become a part of River Rock Recovery, how to go on a trip with us, all of that that information can be found on the website.
1: And, Mm -hmm. again, what is it if someone goes, you know what? Uh, That sounds like something I need because, you know, as we know that, uh, you know, if you've been, you know, consuming alcohol for a period of time, it's it's a habit and, you know, it becomes an addiction. So most times, uh, you know, people decide they're going to quit and it doesn't work the first time. But right, if yeah. you can if you can experience it with other people and and I don't suppose that's what you spend all your time doing is talking about it, but just being being out there and realizing that it's you know it's a lot more fun and actually it's more fun if you're not drinking because you don't fall in the water.
16: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> well, you don't fall in the water as much. Yeah, <laughs> not, not as much. That's the that's the right way to put it. And and see, I was I was nineteen years old. Um, I, I didn't make it last long. I was nineteen years old when I got sober, and one of the hardest things for me to to overcome and to believe in was the fact that I could still enjoy life and have fun and and be sober.
9: Mm-hmm.
16: Um, and that was just a, a very difficult hurdle for me to to get over at the age of nineteen. And I just you know I I just started I, I had um, I had a passion for the outdoors at a young age um, growing up in Virginia, um, bird hunting and fishing and. I kinda of disconnected with that throughout the years with my with my addictions taking taking more importance and, and I kind of rediscovered that passion and that, that opened up the door for me to say, Okay, you know, I, I think I can be sober and, and enjoy it and have fun and um and that's that's exactly what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um and, and so the whole goal is to be able to share that with other with other people that are that are going through and, and, and having some of those same difficulties.
9: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it sounds like an exciting, exciting thing for somebody struggling. Now we keep mentioning guys. Do you have a program for women as well? So, so we do. We we've had two female trips so far, and um,
16: it's definitely something that we want to start incorporating more often. Um, as like like I said, company we sent two years ago, but we're starting to get enough traction to be able to bring on a full time female guide. That will be able to uh, guide for, guide trips for women on a on a more consistent basis. So, mm-hmm. for all the for all the ladies watching or listening in, keep keep an eye out because we will be posting female trips in the near future.
1: Well, you know, if women are, you know, I guess they're part of the the fastest growing segment of the angling community. And we talked earlier about Betty Bauman. It's ladies, let's go fishing. And, you know, basically she, you know, they take mostly women. Sometimes, you know, they'll let a guy go along. They won't let me go. But but, uh, <laughs> but the idea is that, they, you know, women don't want to be intimidated. Right. And you know, it's fishing with some guys, and you know, they just want to, and they're generally speaking, you know, can be better anglers than men because they're patient, and they tend to listen to instructions.
16: I, I believe it. I believe it a hundred percent. And I'll tell you this much: one of the one of the, the trips that we recently went on with a, with a group of of ladies, we <clears throat> we pulled up and we went to Big Sur, uh, Big Sur up in the Central Coast, and we got there, and it was absolutely pouring rain and i thought we were going to be be a, you know i thought it was going to be a tough weekend um but i tell you what these girls it, it just did not faze them one bit uh they had <laughs> so much fun and uh it uh it was just uh it was great to see great to see that
2: well i for one i, I must say it's it's really rewarding to hear about your program because there are very very few programs that isolate and specifically help recovering addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, an outdoor program geared and centered around some camaraderie in that realm, and then also giving the adventure is just remarkable. I, I really compliment you. I appreciate it. I really do.
16: <laughs> it's been a it's been yes, a tremendous story.
1: Hmm. yeah so when you organize trips, you said you just probably buddy in a van and wherever you decide you're going to be going uh and is it usually like a weekend trip or one day or three or four day or
16: what yeah, so when I started doing when i I came up and started putting an idea together at the beginning, we definitely had the the idea of doing longer trips where we would do some five day seven day trips to really be able to get out there um right now we've been doing mostly two night three day trips um that's just been what's what's most convenient for the guys and uh what they're able and, and willing to do mm-hmm. um, but we we definitely intend on expanding what you know what we do on these trips the length of the trips um as time goes on
1: and as far as age goes i mean you mentioned 19 um uh, yeah. so you know you know normally you think of people that are older than that that have that problem but give give us an idea about the people that, that like to go on these trips
16: so it, it, it's really all over the place um we have a lot of young adults uh in that 18 to 22 let's say 25 age which and those people i think really struggle with like i said the the same difficulty that i had which was being able to have fun and enjoy life sober, mm-hmm. um, understanding that and believing that, mm-hmm. um, and, and more so experiencing that. But we've, we, we have clients that are uh, all the way up to 45, 50 years old that come with us. Um, these trips are not about really you know, being super challenging on the guys. It's more about just exposing them to what it is out there, just giving them a taste of of the great outdoors, you know, we definitely don't want to scare anybody away. That's, well, that's would, would you say then this is,
1: you know, this is for people that ne- that not necessarily that are already uh, good fishermen or anglers, but exactly it's people that uh, just want to have an opportunity to get out in the outdoors.
2: Exactly. That's, you exactly know what you right. say about young people is especially touching for me because I know that for a young person, it, it's a life sentence to give up your addictions early on at 19, I compliment you, but the uh, the struggle is that you're looking at this long and desolate road of doing without. When you do right. this, when you get out on a trip like this, you're finding out that, no, you don't do without, you do a lot better.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Great. Well, you know what, uh, Fitz, I, I think it's fantastic, and hopefully some people out there will go, you know, that's a good idea. Um, you know, because normally you, know, you do a couple of six packs on a boat, but drink, but drinking on a boat is not a good idea, and it can no. be, it can be a lot more fun when you're sober. It's like I said, you you know you you're you're probably not as stupid and you don't fall <laughs> in the water so much.
16: But, yeah. uh,
2: no, I'm just as stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is,
16: that's okay. a tough man. That All right, change.
1: Oh, uh, Fritz, uh, we got to go, and it's riverrockrecovery.com. Is that what you said?
8: That that is absolutely yep.
16: That is correct. All right.
1: Go check check it out, and maybe it's for you. Um, Anyway, we appreciate you coming on. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
3: The soft science footbed absorbs the shock of pounding waves, engine vibration, and even rocky terrain. Soft Science shoes are roomy and relaxed, and they drain and dry quickly. Check out the Soft Science Fin fishing shoes and boots and the Fin H2O for kayaking and canoeing. They're lightweight, slip-resistant, and won't mark your deck. See the new styles for men and women and get your pair on at softscience.com.
0: Fish Talk Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan, and we've only had a couple of minutes, but we have John Marriott from Soft Science Shoes or Footwear or whatever you want to call it. I wouldn't call them just shoes, but uh, um, you know these are. I don't know what to say. I've never gone across a product like that that I enjoyed and I can endorse as much as that, that I have these. But, uh, John, give us a, a quick, well, I don't know. We, could, we don't have a lot of time. But give us a, a bit of an idea of what's going on with soft science. And, are you, you know, a lot of times you, you get these shoes in great quantities, but you keep running out.
10: Yeah, exactly. We're, you know, we're at the height of our season right now and it's, uh, it's kind of the same pattern, uh, each summer, uh, that, you know, you, you get to this time of year and people are buying our, uh, our fishing and boating shoes left and right. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we're getting them back in, uh, as quickly as we can. know, the Fin 2 is selling really, really well for us. The new Fin 3 uh is moving as fast as we can get them in so uh you know our guys are are busy and uh you know we'll get a lot of shoes out mm-hmm. the door
1: well i got a pair of the uh the boots the neoprene and with zip up sides man those are i don't like a lot of laces but uh when you're putting boots on you want to just get in and get out but i'm going up to alaska and I'm going to take them with me uh you know, not so much you have to be in the water, but they're just so they're so comfortable, and they keep your feet warm and dry, uh, and they're just so easy, and they work well on a boat, even the boots.
10: Yeah, you know, we get a lot of compliments on those. Uh, you know, because they they protect your ankles real well. So if you're flat fishing, or if you're you know waiting out, uh, you know, to to do some surf casting. Uh, you know and you're you're wrapping your ankles on rocks or on oyster beds or whatever these are the go to boots that solve those problems and you know once you get out there they're super comfortable. you can you know stay on your feet for uh for long periods without getting the back ache and the uh, the foot ache that you you might otherwise mm-hmm. get.
1: Well, a friend of mine – now, I don't have wide feet. I guess they're pretty much normal. But they're so comfortable that they don't cramp. You know, your toes don't get all crunched up. But a friend of mine that has wide feet was concerned about it. He goes, no, I can't wear regular shoes. And so they have to be extra wide. So I said, well, try these on. And uh, if you don't like them, then you know, don't worry. I wear the same size, but uh, you put them on and goes. well, he's worked pretty good.
2: <laughs> and, hey, John, yeah. you know, I'm looking at their website here, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you, it's really amazing the variety of shoes you oh, guys yeah. do. It's just a huge variety. Uh, and wh- what is the key? What's the what's the uh, the benefit of doing soft
8: science?
10: Well, you know, it, really, it's all about you know a purpose built fishing and boating shoe. Uh, you know, the, the Trillian material that makes up our footbed and uh, in the midsole that provides the comfort, uh, you know, is, is a closed cell polymer, so it can't absorb water, it can't absorb anything so they don't end up stinking they dry out real fast they're yeah super comfortable and they, they you know they're slip resistant and they won't mark your boat deck i mean well i've got
1: i got a whole box full of shoes but all i ever wear now is a soft science and i probably shouldn't say this but you know i don't wear socks and i can wear a pair the same pair for two weeks and then throw them in the washer and they don't stink I mean, really, really, they're so comfortable. You just slide them right on. But, you know, we don't have time to go into detail about the technical aspect of it. But what I can tell you is that you put a a pair on and you take a few steps and you go, wow. (laughs) And it's, you just go to, is it softscience.com?
10: Yes, our website is softscience.com, and you mm-hmm. can, and everything we have in stock, you can buy right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and they, oh, don't forget, you carry women's shoes, too.
10: Yeah, absolutely. We just launched uh, the Fin 2, the Fin 3. Uh, this year for women uh, for fishing and boating, and also the sail fin, which is more of a sailing.
1: Ship. Yeah, also, they look good. People comment all the time on, on, the, on the looks. Anyway, we have to go, but uh, John, we're sorry that to squeeze you in like that, but uh, we appreciate you coming on, and we'll, you're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com anytime.